Hello, insert audience name. It is I, Host the Animal, and I am here to verb your body parts. Damn, my producer wrote me a weird-ass intro this week. I'm gonna wing this one, y'all. Greetings, audience members. It is I, Wolf the Dog, and I am here to gobble your biscuits and bake some some biscuits. This shit's too hard, man. Let's skip to the fan stuff, why don't we? This blessed edition of Howlin' with Wolf is from Cyrus G.W. in Snellville, Georgia, who tweeted about the show and tagged at PretendingPod, a thing you could easily do right now. Like, so easily. Just fucking do it, dude. Just type, I listen to at PretendingPod, and you should too, if you're nasty enough to handle it. And tweet. See? Easy. Be like Cyrus GW in Snellville, Georgia. Cyrus GW writes, Dear dog, the only thing that keeps me happy is my favorite DJ dog the wolf along with his dog, Wolf, who plays me sweet new tunes every other week. I'd like to shout out Becca, Kim, Chris, and Kristen for introducing me to TTRPGs. And Kane, Ellie, Charlie, Alex, other Alex, and Emile for letting me haunt them with my TTRPG ideas. Which I hope to do again soon. Wait a second. This is Dog the Wolf, right? The wolf that eats my recyclicables? Or is this the wrong number? Either way, fuck Zuck Markleberg. Did you just call me Dog the Wolf? Get the freaking hell out of here, buddy. Thanks for the email, pal. Hope you have a good one, friend. And hey, you know what? I would never chow down on any recyclicables. Only burgeoning bags with bountiful biomass for this beautiful babe. If you want to ride up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on Instagram or Twitter. Tag Pretending to be People on Facebook. Or write up a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice and send it on over. Or make that review a clear message to your wolfie and I might just howl it out because of the things you say about little old me. Mmm, I'd like that. Also, I don't want to be weird about money, but you should sign up for the Patreon. A, it keeps my throat wet with that good, good sloppy juice, so I can keep howling with the lush flow of words you hear now. And second, you'll get immediate access to 41 exclusive bonus episodes on the Contention Confidential RSS feed. Y'all know what RSS means, right? Really super stuff. The most recent three episodes are the kickoff to our Patreon-exclusive campaign run by Thomas and setting the holler outside of contention in the aftermath of Season 1. It has been an absolute blast. Joe, Luke, and Zach are playing members of the Pettymore family searching for the lost treasure of John Lee Pettymore. If that sounds rad as fuck, and that's because it is, and if you're looking for a link, the links are in the show notes. 
And speaking of links, what y'all know about sausages? It's, uh, it's time for the news. Last time, Shelly St. Blythe, Jimmy Corrigan, Vincent T. Bory, and Meat Hook went to the main offices of Holy Cow Farms, set off the alarms, called Boeri Security, found a few different options for leads, and viewed some strange security footage of Dr. Brock Hargrave and his missing co-worker. With sirens in the distance, they bailed in the weirdest and most chaotic way possible. They called up Aaron and Aaron Strummer from Strummer's Resonating Crystals, who are purveyors of crystals and crystal meth, respectively. And they learned that Dr. Brock Hargrave has been, a uh, smoking meth, I guess? That's wild. He seemed like he had a good head on his shoulders, good gut instincts. Guess not. And Aaron mentioned that Hargrave has been digging holes out by the Zeitgeist, an abandoned space needle copycat in the city. Taking us now to what is hopefully the most dysfunctional group at the Cowboys' disposal, it's Hudson Freeman with Muscles R. Springs. I promise. <laughs> they promise really put me on the spot. They it's made a awkward. promise to me. I made a promise to the boys. Welcome to episode three of this short arc with our guest player, Becca Scott. Woo-hoo! Oh, hello. She came back for a third episode. I debated. You know, <laughs> I thought about what happens if I never come back. That's right. <laughs> just walk away. End of the night. Meat Hook just dipped in her sewer and who knows? Did she wash into the ocean? Was there a rainstorm? Did she uh, find some other way to get electricity or the hole? <laughs> I think Fish Face had something to do with it. <laughs> There's your cue. What? Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fishface, you're hey. you're here in the intro. Oh yeah, here I'm in the intro, and I I think I can hang out for a second. Well, huh? you don't you don't need to be here until oh, we call. Okay, on. bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, the longest amount of time Fishface ever went without someone telling him to leave. <laughs> I got a William H Macy face on because that shit. Oh boy, it was shameless. Let's get into oh, this. Oh. We've got a I lot. I was trying of- to get through his filmography because <laughs> that shit was Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> and so, this group was headed to the Zeitgeist. I want a quick rundown of the uh, the interior of this stretch Escalade, as well as the. Uh, Where are we headed to the Zeitgeist? 
I thought we specifically said we were, we were saving that for last and there was another place to go, but I may be wrong. You said that first. Right, we called... Let the DM direct it where the story is. <laughs> Don't tell him he's giving away where he wants us to go next. Strummer's Resonating Crystals was called, and I think after that phone conversation with both Aaron and Aaron Strummer... Vincenti's going to make a little more money after this. That's right. That's right. The uh, the phone call with them, I think, pointed us more strongly towards that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing some digging out there. Oh right. We were gonna go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's oh, a telescope yeah. in the top. Does anyone want luck for whoever says the name of whoever's doing the digging first? Doctor Brock Hargrove. Ooh, Hargrave. so close. Doctor Brock Hargrave. Luke gets <laughs> luck. <laughs> I'll. I'll sp- hey, I'll split it with you. <laughs> we can each have half a luck. That sounds use- useful. <laughs> So the way that we use luck in this game is uh, you can spend luck if you have luck or you don't have luck. It's like a switch that's turned on or off. And when you do have luck, you can turn your luck off by changing a dice roll. And you change the dice roll just by switching the numbers. So if it's critical... Just like real life. Numbers match. So you can't ever use a luck on a crit. That is a fun little wrinkle in this. But if you've got a 50 and you roll a 54... You can l- use luck and make it a 45 and pass. Boom town. Yeah, I know math. I'm with you. And because you're <laughs> our guest player, I'll give you our luck as well. Our listeners are not educated people, so. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> let's, let's get this <laughs> luck economy off the ground. And for the wonderful, wonderful role playing in the last couple episodes as me took, uh, I would like to award a luck here to Becca. You're brown nosing. No luck for the other two, but you'll get it quickly. I uh, sorry, I have half a luck. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. my bad. We'll see how that's spent later, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to give it back to Luke. <laughs> so give me the rundown. Who looks like what? Who's doing what? Who's driving what on these dark, dark roads heading out the outskirts of the city, out away from downtown, out away from the district where the office building was that you just strangled a random cleaner, threw them in their own van, headed inside, set off the alarms, called the alarm company, made it worse, and then talked to a security guard and talked to the woman who you knocked out. She saw some of your faces and saw your... Deborah? Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy saw your stretch Escalade drive away as well and left her there, headed off into the night to the zeitgeist. I mean, not only did you talk to the security guard, you got up to some legitimate escapades. Yeah, I sent him off after the tall, <laughs> I think, shirtless, long fingernailed. I remember the long yeah, fingernails. But, but you also got there in the first place by running two blocks away to fire gunshots and draw their attention. Right. Because the rest of us got winded on the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> C- Carrie and Joe's character. Um, well, I think Vincenti is in sitting in one of the mini seats in this uh, stretch Escalade, and he's pouring Perrier in champagne flutes uh, for the three people in... I'm in there, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess five. I'm pouring one for Goomba, the driver... <laughs> And That's also right. for Fish Face, who hey, is in you. the passenger seat. Thank you. I really appreciate seat. that. Oh, hey, thank you. Oh, you can't pour a drink for the... Well, you know what? It's your game. <laughs> it's a Perrier. Meat, you hook. Drink it. <laughs> Meat Hook is poised on all floor, four 
on the floor of the Escalade <laughs> because uh, she's not used to riding in style like this and kind of looks like a cat with tape stuck to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that champagne, though. Thank you. <laughs> it's it, it's Perrier, but he does he just hands it to her. Oh, but now that she mentions it, is there perhaps a, a spirit or two in the in the car here with us? She chugs it. <laughs> Has she ever had spicy water before? Uh, you mean like a bottle of whiskey a night or, or just uh, carbonated water carbonated, you know carbonated water, water. I, I think um, not if there wasn't cola as well yeah, like only if the uh, only if the syrup had run out this is the smoothest champagne I've ever stolen I didn't steal this one though to answer uh, Shelly's question, Vincenti just kind of motions towards the back, which is like a double door refrigerator. <laughs> double door refrigerator. Double door refrigerator. Double door refrigerator. Shelly finds the, the gin and starts pouring himself a, a just a tumbler of straight gin. Oh, yes, this, this will calm the nerves. And what is happening in the Jeep that Jimmy Corrigan? <laughs> He's driving hands uh, at 10 and 2, uh, no music. Oh, no. <laughs> eyes, I was really eyes hoping you would say moving. just silent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a situational awareness is the most important asset you have at any given time. Okay, hit me with the uh, hit me with the mindset. What's running through Jimmy Corrigan's mind? I bet he's drinking gin in there. <laughs> Such I situational Shelley, awareness. I bet Shelley got to the gin. I bet the kid thinks Perrier is champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Jimmy fella, he never used to let me drink in the car. Well, this isn't really a car as much as it is a uh, lifestyle. <laughs> this is some lifestyle. <laughs> Get used to it, kid, if we make it out of here. Luke, not Vincenzi, that's a really good point. And should we all invest <laughs> in a stretch Escalade? For the lifestyle, <laughs> For you the guys lifestyle. are heading to the Zeitgeist, which is an abandoned space needle. And I think that Dylan B. from Deadwood, South Dakota, did an excellent job describing the Zeitgeist. So I'm just going to go ahead and read this. It'll give you some backstory, some history of the Zeitgeist within the city that you would all kind of be aware of. The Zeitgeist is a tower so clearly traced from Seattle's Space Needle that it hovers an embarrassed wallflower on the outskirts of the city. It is primarily aesthetic by design and it fulfills this purpose to the detriment of all others. The free outdoor observation deck has rusted and fallen away into the surrounding woods. The expensive rotating restaurant is quietly creaked to a halt inside. Its facade is as weathered and gray, but when the zeitgeist's lights blink on among the foothills, the weary citizens of the nearby city will still sometimes prod their children and tell them again that the aliens have come, cresting the horizon, and the children will laugh or cry or ignore them altogether. In its heyday, celebration packages included neon mocktails and costumed servers the parting gift a white cotton t-shirt that read i was abducted at the zeitgeist the phrase gained notoriety during a series of kidnappings in 2013 and was quietly retired (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking about turning this place into a t-shirt the whole fucking time you were reading that and then they did it for us yep they did it you don't get any of the profits sorry The zeitgeist is bright and gaudy, and it makes no sound. The forest's silent carnival. Dylan! Oh, my God. Everybody else is fired. Dylan, where's your (laughs) podcast? Yeah.
This is your podcast now, Dylan. <laughs> it's your podcast. <laughs> it's heavy. Good luck. Did did stories of the zeitgeist play a big part in Meat Hook's formative years? Uh, actually, Meat Hook was uh, abducted at the zeitgeist, um, but only because her parents left her there on purpose. And after a oh few weeks of... Um, just wandering up and down the elevator eventually she was abducted by um kind of creepy guy in a van and that was fish face what's up here in your memory (laughs) (laughs) what is the what's the age disparity between meat hook and fish face probably like uh 15 years okay I feel more conflicted about pushing this. <laughs> <laughs> Divide about a two plus seven's fine. Bye. <laughs> uh, wow. So, vroom, vroom. Uh, we're going. <laughs> Dylan really wrote that, huh? Dylan really wrote that. Good Damn. job, Dylan. And you guys are heading out into... Into the zeitgeist. Into the zeitgeist. Uh, the grounds are kind of uh, just on a park that is still sometimes used. It's open. However, it is just kind of mostly a abandoned. Uh, all of the restrooms haven't been cleaned in ages. Uh, the parking lot is overrun with... Weeds shit from the bathroom. And shit from the bathroom, just pouring out, making a uh, a flowing river down the hill. It's a long, long hill. This parking lot is simply on an incline. One should park sideways according to where the parking spots are, but if you park according to where the parking spots are, you should use a parking brake. And in this parking lot, you see a turquoise 2001 Ford Escort and no other cars. I used to drive a Ford Escort. Me too, dude. Not me, Hook. Meat Hook's never had a car. It's got Missouri plates somewhere out there. <laughs> I had a Ford Escort hatchback. Mine was a ZX2. I could drive a stick. Oh, I assume oh, I still can. Nice. Meat Hook rolls down the window of the Escalade, takes a deep breath, breathing in the sewage, and says, Smells like home. Shelly uh, used to party here back when it was in its heyday, back when it was an actually nice restaurant up top that served those fancy drinks. Oh my, it's been years since I've been out here. I didn't realize that they let it fall into such disrepair. I had such glorious days here. I've been out here a handful of times. Uh, I'm kind of worried that he's uh, digging holes out here. He might, you know, find a little present we left over the years. <laughs> By he, you mean Shelley's nemesis? Yeah, Mr. Dr. Brock. Oh, Mark And by pres- present, you mean dead bodies? Who knows? Got it. God's gift to the earth. Well, it wasn't it. Okay. Yeah. God's gift anyway. You know, humanity and whatnot. If you believe such things. I don't. I believe we are descended from. Well, that's a whole other story. Uh, the I'm, planet I'm sorry. Krypton. Hook needs to be explicitly Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not read the entire contract? <laughs> oh, yeah, that contract. <laughs> We're descended from aliens, but who made the aliens? Well, I have Got two it. theories. One is the lizard government, and two is the underground people we're about to become. And who made both of those? Uh, she goes cross-eyed, trying to cross-reference all of her conspiracy theories at once. It's a heavy summer night, and the humidity is weighing on each and every one of you, kind of each breath. Almost like you're you're swimming through it. It's so thick. 
it's just quite warm out this evening, and uh, the grass is green. Nailed it. Hey, Doc. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're an anthropologist or a paleontologist or some kind of ologist. If you were out here digging, looking for something, where would you start? Oh, of, of course, I would start it with the ground, and if that didn't yield anything, I would move along. Which area of this ground? Oh. Um, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead and roll. That's a 40 on a 50. 40 on a Maybe 50 get out here. Craig, and you can use him like a divining rod. <laughs> Incredible! Craig is not a divining rod. He's an he's a he's a, he's one of my actors. He's he's not some 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 toy to be played with. He he he's a, puts on perf- serious performances. I'm sorry that I respected that he had other talents besides just acting, but we'll leave him to it. <laughs> Jimmy walks up oh, at this point oh, and he drops a couple bags down, and and he says, "Where I come from, we called them witching rods." But here's the thing. If you want to know where he's dig, <laughs> if you want to know where he has dug, <laughs> dig, dug, we, should, we, dig, we should probably dig. just look for the holes. It's the past tense. Digged. Did my anthropology role throw me into a spot? Yeah, absolutely, it did. I yeah. believe uh, I would. If I were here and I was leading an excavation, it would be over here. This is where the ground is most disturbed. Oh, definitely disturbed. You see that there are some mounds that are already like... Mounded. Yeah, out of the ground elsewhere. <laughs> They've been degrounded. Sitting above where they Excavated. used to be. You can see here that the dirt has been degrounded. Uh, we should start our search here. And you continue to look. And looking down at the ground, you all kind of notice as your eyes adjust to the dark up in this area that is kind of in a clearing up by the zeitgeist itself. The trees kind of surround you and looking down, you see mound after mound after mound. It's like puberty. (laughs) (laughs) And then two holes there at the end that have not been filled in, but the rest are clearly where uh, ground was dugged up, digged, and then it was splatted back down, slapped on into the ground. So hold and unhold back in. Fucked and unfucked. And <laughs> I need whoever has SIGINT. If anyone has above basic SIGINT, go ahead and roll that. That's me, even though I forgot what it means. I can, signals. Uh, yeah, I know. I know signals. Oh! <laughs> <gasps> We got a 35 under 40. That's a success. Fuck yeah. So I failed. I <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Meat Hook's got my back. Meat Hook always has your back unless you cross her, and then she will stab you in the back six to seven times with a, uh, her butterfly knife. <laughs> oh, I like to hear that. For a grown man, you might need to stab upwards of a dozen times to really put them down. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to kill anybody. Everything that comes out of your mouth is only making me like you better, kid. <laughs> Thanks. Most people uh, find me very off-putting. Meat Hook, you should join the army. You shouldn't join his criminal organization. <laughs> it was the best thing I ever did with my life. I don't follow rules too good. They'll teach you. Don't, no, I don't <laughs> like being taught things. Maybe you should join his criminal enterprise. <laughs> we don't make you learn anything except how to kill better. If you need to, we try not to do it all the time though. It's the 21st century. The army is the same thing with buddies. Well, perhaps you'd like to become an archaeologist? Look, I got a job. (laughs) It's called handing out pamphlets and flyers on the street corner and and finding out 
what what's really going on. Which is what we need to do right now. You got a pamphlet for this? Meat Hook can kind of figure out what's going on right now. Becca, I've shared my screen with you. I see it. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten mounds that are completely filled back in, and then two empty holes, so 12 total. Hold on. Stand back. Pretend you're up real high and look at these mounds. Don't you all see it? There's a backwards L, and then a tiny little L, and then a little straight line with two mounds, and then, you know, like an uh, an F, but missing the uh, other across line. It's Braille! It says... Hashtag HCF. Hashtag. Is that what it says? That is what it says. And you would know from your knowledge of signals that when you are using Braille, you put the number sign before letters. The letters are interacting with numbers on the alphabet in a direct way. So A is one. Okay, so H is eight, C is three, and F is six? Someone else figure this out. Becca, he fucking loves Braille puzzles. He tried to do this shit to me on my 30th birthday while I was on acid. He's like, figure out this Braille puzzle, motherfucker. I think it's 836. Some A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Yep. I nailed it. First try. You absolutely got it. And you also notice that the H, C, and F seem familiar to you. For why? Hard cussing fuckers. Hard cussing fuckers. Cousin? Uh-oh. Heck. Mm. Hargrave. Hef- Heifers. Cheese. Perhaps if I if I Holy Cow Farms. If I put <gasps> an exclamation point here, there would ah, ah, it's- Holy Cow Farms. Wait, are the numbers also important? Or did you just have her translate it from letters to numbers back <laughs> to letters? Translate it back into letters. Genius. A perfect code. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how braille works man or <laughs> actually you know what i don't even know if that's true it's how this online braille translator works nice <laughs> nailed Wait, it so the numbers did not actually matter is that what you're saying everything matters joe <laughs> hmm. these words also come out of meat hooks a mouth at the same time that uh <laughs> any players may have heard them it all has significance, okay? The stars, they were put there to send us messages. Yet you're telling me I saw the stars align into another star with flames and eyes. Wait, and that's how I got here in the first place. How did we never talk about that? That's I a lot. I don't know. <laughs> it's why I started my whole moon rock business on the side. You're talking to the biggest star signal guy in the whole town. I literally watched... And through my telescope, as the stars arranged themselves differently. And that's how I got wound up in this whole mess. I'm doing freaking mythical quests on the side while I'm running the family business. Okay, Vincente, I have to tell you something that may be hard to hear. Tell me. You might not be real. What? What does that even mean? I don't know. It's just, it came to me. I think that you could be a figment of our imagination here to tell us a message. You could be just what the aliens, like their uh, signpost, you know? But your intelligence is artificial. Do you ever think about that? You're the simulation, maybe, man. Can I roll to see if 
Vincenti wants to literally just roll grip. If that's true, I uh, do not pass my grip. Roll a d4. Because you gave you, your option was like believing it too. So I believe it. <laughs> And I want to, I, I'll lose two. I want to um, think really hard and whatever the first thing that comes to my mind, that is what I believe the message is. Okay, so what is the internal monologue of Vincenti Bori? First things first, first thing in your mind, mounds on the ground, dirt all around, the space needle above you, the zeitgeist. We need to get up to the top of the needle and drop something into these holes. <laughs> and it'll all make sense. <laughs> I'm with you. You were sent here to tell us that, so I'm with you. It's not a bad idea. Vincenti then tries to see if he can just float. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Is this a trust fall? He's doing like the, the, the Chris Angel mind freak float thing where he's just actually up on one like tippy toe and he's like, I'll try, I'll try later. I want to look in the holes. The empty ones or the ones that have been the empty filled? ones? Yeah, so it's about four feet deep about two feet wide about three feet long yeah you could drop something in here real good inside is dirt and some rock from the local under what the rock that's under the ground kind of rocks yeah <laughs> city stone yeah you would recognize it as uh iolite oh, this is a beautiful specimen of iolite here that's the kind of thing Shelly would know. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, well, well, you're jizzing over that. I'm going to go take a look at this <laughs> Ford Escort. Back out in the parking lot, Meat Hook is seeing this Ford Escort in this parking lot with only your two other cars. No one else is around. It's really silent here. You hear some crickets. Is it unlocked? When you go up to it, you see that it is locked. Looking through the windows, you see that there are zines all over the ground called Nothic News, spelled with a mm. silent G. I'm a Nothic News. I think that Meat Hook would know all about Nothic News. Nothic News is a local zine to the city, and it is all about like Bigfoot and UFOs, and it is about any other cult things that are happening within the city. Amateur shit. Of course that stuff's real. Do you even <laughs> need to write about it anymore? <laughs> 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 Vincenti likes the idea of looking in the car because that's where we get the stuff to drop into the holes, of course. So he is going to try to break into the car and steal some items. Real criminology. Yeah, I was going to say, as you walk up, you see uh, uh, this leather jacket studded elbow go smashing <laughs> nice. into the, the back seat window. Oh, my God. Uh, so I only have a 10 criminology, but I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> So as Meat Hook smashes this back window at the exact same time, Vincenti knows exactly how to get into the 2001 Ford Escort, and he uh, is kind of just like very quickly does something with the handle, and it pops open. Yeah, you uh, you Fonzie the side of the door yeah. in the right <laughs> spot. Hey. It's got one of those like old number pad locks, but it's from 2001, so it's just very clear that the code is 1234. Right. That's the ones that all the numbers are like yeah. faded off of. <laughs> and then the window crashes. <laughs> <laughs> little little pieces of glass just bust into this Ford Escort, just ruining the person's day who owns this car. Oh, didn't see you there. Yeah, I've got a pretty good stealth, so I sneak up on people sometimes. 
See anything uh, cosmic or cool back there? Hit me with those searches. Just a classic Nothic news. A nothing going on here. That's not enough. Not enough. Oh, no, that's a crit fail. Oh, wait, no, that's a nine. It's a 69. <laughs> oh! That's that, a crit success. That's the good one. Oh. Like, no matter what your score is, that's a crit success. Yeah, I got a 55 on a 40, so I did crit fail. <laughs> But we do occasionally forget that 96 is a crit fail. We always forget that. And so with the 69, that is going to completely outweigh the critical failure on the part of Vincenti Bori. So you just saved him a D4 of damage, cutting himself on the glass that you busted through there. And Couldn't she use it on cool shit in the car instead? Oh, she's definitely going to okay, use it sweet. on cool shit in the car instead. It applies to everything. It applies to everything. It's situationally excellent all around. <laughs> so as you go through this car, you find there's an avoided ID for a Rowan Fitzpatrick. I was under the assumption that this was Dr. Brock Hawgrave's car. Um, oops. <laughs> Shout out to Marie. From North Carolina. Oh, hey, Marie. Hey, Marie. What's up? Marie, Marie. <laughs> and fucking Discord super mod. Absolute brilliant person. Kind tea drinker, Marie. Thank you. She's threatened to ban me from the Discord before, so <laughs> fuck you, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I think I'm with Marie on that. I, no, I agree with Marie, too. <laughs> well, I know she should have done it a long time ago. <laughs> It is naughty in there, and it is not Patreon exclusive. So no matter what, if you're a listener and you want to join the Patreon, get on in there, have some fun. All right, Discord, so you meant Discord. What did I but say? Do join the Patreon. Yeah, join the do Patreon. Do it for yourself. not free. Join the Discord <laughs> for free, and pay us money when you join the Discord. <laughs> when you get your Escalade stretch limo, join the Patreon. Right. <laughs> so Rowan Fitzpatrick on this ID is five foot seven, thirty-two years old, curly red hair, dark circles under their eyes. They are wearing a Brat Pitt band tee and a tweed blazer over the top of it. Do I know this person? I mean, they got a Nothic News in their car. Uh, how familiar are you with Nothic News? I know like everybody who's ever written there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so yeah, you would know Rowan Fitzpatrick works at the perfect print, which is where they make Nothic news. Well, I've gotten my zines printed now and then, so that makes sense. Exactly. So you've run into Rowan a couple times. They're uh, just like an androgynous dude in their 30-somethings, hanging out, making zines, talking to people about Bigfoot and UFOs in a very monotone voice. <laughs> this dude is maybe the most boring conspiracy theorist I've ever met, Vincente. Uh, you don't happen to have his phone number memorized, do you? <laughs> I assume you don't have a cell phone. <laughs> of course uh, I don't have a cell phone. That's how they get you. <laughs> They're triangulating you all the time. You think I want them knowing my every move? The lizard people. In the city, I am the they to worry about. You've got your hand reached back, Meatloaf, like in between Meatloaf. the... Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't do yeah. that. <laughs> And <laughs> Meatloaf's here too. He wasn't upset. Hi. <laughs> hey, it's Meatloaf. <laughs> Bye. All right. And so you got your hand just like deep in the like backseat crevice. And Paradise asks, by the dashboard uh, lights. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you whip out a business card 
It is for the Occult and Unnatural Investigative Journalism Association. It says Rowan Fitzpatrick, and it has a phone number. I found the number. Here you go. Use your fancy cellular telephone on this, Vincente. Vincente puts his uh, reading glasses on and pulls out his like uh, iPhone 2 and is like, yeah, can you read the, those numbers off to me? And, and he's like holding do. it really close <laughs> to his face and he plugs in the numbers. 426969. 426969. Area code 836. Nice, got it. Uh, <laughs> send. Call. Loudspeaker. Taylor's voice. Bring, 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 bring. We're going to cut to the woods where Jimmy Corrigan and Shelly St. Blythe are standing. What are you guys doing as you're looking at these holes? Oh, well, as soon as I see there's nothing in the holes, I look up Trigate Supply and give them a call. Cool. I want to be taking in some of our surroundings. I realize we didn't do that when we got here. Is is the tower lit up tonight? And is there any signs that somebody's been in or out near the front door? When you said the tower light, I, I assumed you meant like a flashing airplane light that's still on it, right? Or Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like blinking. But there could still be lights inside. Yeah, and I'm they saying. come on every once in a while when a generator like fucks up and like twitches out. Is it on? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking cool when it is, but no, not right now. Then he's doing his anthropological work to see if he can figure out what if if there was any more to these holes than writing a message. Was there a reason these holes are here? What do you make of these holes, Doc? Do they look like your standard anthropological holes? It's a 51 on a goddamn 50. I ain't gonna do it. Uh, I don't understand why he would have been digging here. There's, there's, there's nothing of significance in this area. I don't... Uh, it's, it's baffling to me. I mean, he probably did it just to send the message. As you call Trigate Supply, bring, bring. it's like 10.45 p.m. and you get a message. Hey, this is Trigate Supply. Uh, no, new voice. Uh, <laughs> that was new. Yeah, this is Trigate Supply. If you leave your name and number, I'll get on back with you. Beep. Our normal business hours, it comes back on. <laughs> Sorry, I clicked a button there. That's my bad. Our normal business hours are Monday through Monday, 8 a.m., 4.30 p.m. Beep. My name isn't important. Who I am is not important. But I do have a very particular set of skills. Or whatever the fuck he says. I've never actually seen taken. <laughs> I need to know what you're doing with Dr. Brock Hargrave. Call me back immediately at 421-6868. And as you hang up, you hear a phone ringing in the tree line just off to the side. And you hear scuttling and someone like trying to silence their phone. I mean, I've got a pistol drawn and I'm running towards the tree line. Who goes there? Hello, do you consent to being recorded? And uh, you see an androgynous 5'7", 30-something with unkempt curly red hair and dark circles under their eyes wearing a Brat Pitt tee. Yes, still cuffed straight-legged jeans, Doc Martens, and a tweed blazer. And when they're holding out this Panasonic RN163 microcassette recorder. Hello, do you consent to being recorded? Who the hell are you? My name is Rowan Atkinson. I am sorry. <laughs> That's not his name. My name, <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah. You got real beans for brains, kid. You could get killed out of here late at night. Vincente, it's still ringing. I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on. Hello, this is Rowan Fitzpatrick's phone. Please leave your number and I will call you back at an appropriate time. Beep. Leave a message and tell him you're going to kill him. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. What, what else? What else? If he doesn't you know him. come clean about... Uh, if you don't come clean about the... Everything. Everything. I'll kill you. <laughs> and I'll uh, burn down the uh, perfect print, too. Give him a callback number. And my <laughs> callback number is 422-6767. <laughs> perfect. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. I guess maybe we should go... Well, I'm going to grab two things out of this car because there's two holes that we need to drop stuff in. And Yeah, then what do you find? What is some stuff you'd want to drop in a hole? It's a little tiny figurine of Bigfoot yep. and a... A, a giant figurine of Bigfoot. <laughs> like a... Like a Carnival stuffed animal, Bigfoot. Does there happen to be a lucky rabbit foot around the mirror I could grab? Yes. I do Absolutely. so. Absolutely. What do you do with it? Smell it. Push my pocket. another point of luck. <laughs> Smell it. In the pocket it goes. Cutting back. They've got their recording device out I snatch you. it out of his hand. They have just like a wildly blank face on and they're just, okay, so is that a No. Yeah, I'm going to ask you again. Are you trying to get yourself killed? What the fuck are you doing out here tonight? I am not trying to get myself killed. I am doing investigative journalism and research. Why are you here? What brought you to these woods? I live in these woods. <laughs> Have you seen the man digging here? Have you seen the man digging here? With the hat. Cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. He likes Shiny it. Shiny little shovel. Do you know Dr. Hargrave? Oh, God, yes. Yes, we do. Oh, okay. So that is why you are here. It's that's that's part of why we're here. Part of why we're here. Why are, why are you why here? Why are you here? I am investigating what he has been up to. He has been seeming very sketchy. How do you know Dr. Hargrave? Immediately, they've got a card in your face, and it says, The Occult and Unnatural Investigative Journalism Association, Rowan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you told us you were an investigator. How do you know Dr. Hargrave? You said he'd been acting weird lately. Yes, he did not come to the meeting last night. He's part of your little, your little spooky club? I followed him, and I saw him with the shovel, and then I saw the holes in the ground after he left. He does scare me a bit when he, I mean, you know him. He is a dastardly bastard, yes. Formidable, yes. And a bastardly dastard. We are friends of Dr. Hargraves. We're trying to get some help for him. Can you tell me everything you know about his activities in the last few days? I was staying here to watch for him to come back to see what he was up to. How long have you been wearing that Brat Pitt shirt? Cool shirt. Ah, thank you. I wear it on Saturdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Mondays. Nausea, heartburn, diarrhea, upset stomach. Ah, shit. Indigestion. Knees and toes. Yes. Diarrhea. Shelly, what do you what do you think? So he's been coming here for days now. I just followed him last night, but and then Rowan, they kind of point to the holes in the ground. I mean, it takes a long time to dig holes, so... So about a hole a night? Maybe maybe two, three holes a night, you know, if he was up for it. That's what she said. Thank you. I would like to sneak up from the side and sort of flank Rowan and then tackle him. Stab him in the back six or seven times. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a regular tackle. Yeah, go ahead and roll stealth to get that, uh, that sneaky sneak. Okay. 
Ooh, yeah, 2,650. They failed with a 48. And that's a D4 minus one? That is indeed. Oh, I do one. Okay, so... But I'm more trying to grapple them to the ground than hurt them. You take Rowan Fitzpatrick directly to the ground, and they are like, oh my goodness, the smell. And that's like the first thing that they say is their face kind of hits into the the soft, you know, summer humid ground below. Sewage, water. uh, There's no sewage up in this area. It's kind of nice up here. You can still kind of smell the sewage from the parking lot a little bit, but not as bad up here. That's right. I'll know how to make him pass out and put my armpit over his mouth. <laughs> this is like the same as chloroform. Uh, <laughs> Rowan, you boring motherfucker. Tell us, what'd you do with Hargrave? I, I, I removed my armpit so he can talk. <laughs> I did nothing to Hargrave. I'm here to watch, I think, like you all are also here to do. And how come you didn't print my last zine? You you cut the corners off. The corners <laughs> had the most foul images I had ever seen. People need to see that stuff. It's real. <laughs> Why'd you cut the kids' corners? Cost. <laughs> I knew it. The classic reason. Sorry to lie to you about the images. So, if we're all here to investigate... All you know is that he was acting funny. You don't know why. You don't know what brought him here. He is interested in occult and unnatural things, such as I, seemingly such as you all are. What kind of people go to this meeting that I heard you talking about as I snuck up through the woods? Yes, the uh, Cult and Unnatural Investigative Journalism Association is a tight-knit group of comrades who believe in investigating and making journalism entries into the world about the unnatural and occult findings that we get leads on. How come nobody ever invited me? Answer the question. This is the first time Rowan looks like kind of shook and they're just like searching for an answer. You can see it on their face. I... You know I always bring snacks to share. Oh, yeah. I... I... We didn't know that you were interested. That's a load of crap. <laughs> a tear wells in Meat Hook's eye as she turns to the woods, crossing her no arms. No human role needed. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not invite every every since I met this this little rat kid? Everything <laughs> that they have done has has just made me want to be around them. Why? In the hell? What kind of organization are you running that wouldn't want to invite her? I'm mad at you, kid. She is a perfectly good basement creep. She's our little basement troll, and we're her surrogate fathers, and we love her. But I'm going to guess your organization didn't invite her because of the smell. Yeah. (laughs) You guys, that was the three nicest things anybody's ever said to me or about me in my presence. I, I accept your surrogate fatherhoods. <laughs> okay, get up, Fish get face, up off the ground. You're fired from <laughs> whatever weird position you were holding for me. Yeah, Fishface. Uh, honestly, with your fish head on your human body we didn't understand the age discrepancy and we would like to ask you to fuck off ghost fish face appears and is like well oh no oh god it hurts mr stark <laughs> wait did fish face get murdered while we were out here anyway we'll deal with that just, later 
You guys just murdered him out of your lives. <laughs> no, uh, look, it's complicated. I never said anything weird. Zach doesn't I understand just said what I got his van is. and he raised me. <laughs> Zach, when you ghost somebody, you don't make them a specter. <laughs> Okay, well, if this if this guy doesn't have anything else to add, I think uh, I got shit to drop in holes. I would like to know, what, <laughs> what was Hargrave's focus in this group? Did he ask questions of specific things to you? Exactly. How, in- how involved in your group was he? I would call him a core member for some time as he used to work with a group of cowboys or something. They. I'm sorry. He told you? about his work with the Cowboys. Well, yes, because he was changing direction philosophically on how he felt about the unnatural. See, previously his work had been to get rid of the unnatural, but now he would like it to be more in the light and be written about journalistically to show the people the truth of the world. I think Shelley and Jimmy share a glance. Yeah. Jimmy's Jimmy's maybe a little sad, but he pretty quickly hardens. Gross. He gets rock hard and says, we're going to have to kill Dr. Brock Hargrave tonight. I can't say that I don't relish the thought. Yeah, Dr. Shelley Blythe gets rock hard. Uh, <laughs> did he ever say anything to you about happy cow farms? Holy cow farms. <laughs> happy cat factory. He was rambling at the last meeting he was at, was and it, he was talking was about- Was it about his coworker? Did he eat him? Did he say anything to you about eating a man whole and- contentedly patting his belly wow no <laughs> i know right nothing now. about that but that sounds like a really cool scene <laughs> i think that i haven't seen him for three or four days now four days looking back that was when we had the last meeting and i saw him he was rambling when it was his turn to talk about some run of numbers and holy cow farms and something what was he calling it it was hmm it was in another language i can't remember they're literally scrolling through their phone and they on their photos and they're like oh i i did take a picture of yes here and uh, it's the words uh it's words it's letters it's a n d e n p i l a-N-D-E-N-P-I-L. That is correct. Space. And A was capitalized. Uh, space, capital Z-V-E, space, capital R-L-O-R-E-N. Does that mean anything to Shelley? Go ahead and roll German. Ooh, I got German. <laughs> Ooh, and I rolled a nine. Nine on a 50. Do you actually have German? I really do. Uh, wow. the, the, anth- <laughs> the anthropologist uh, category gives you a foreign language. And you picked German? <laughs> can I, I, I want to pull back the curtain. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> I called Zach and I said, hey, this anthropology thing gives me two languages. I don't think I'm going to need two languages. And he says, take German. <laughs> That's why just now I was like, roll German. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And I didn't say anything. Because in my mind, that just adds I'm sorry, up. now that the curtain's been pulled back, I can no longer participate in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I quit. I quit. I was told nothing. <laughs> you didn't tell us what language to pick. None of you called me during my work day. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? And then people love Lauren. Hey, Doc, I only speak uh, the tongue of the motherland 
but not your motherland. <laughs> Mine, Italian. What the hell does this mean? My German's a little rusty, but it roughly translates to... It's like you mad-lib it, and you realize that the spaces are in the wrong place. It says, on den pills verloren. On den pills verloren. Which you know... Ten pills for Lauren. <laughs> Lost to the fungus. Oh, oh. Joe, I don't like that. It roughly translates to... My God, lost to the fungus. That's a great band name. <laughs> what could that possibly? Hey, hey, Fitzy, what do you know about the fungus? And hey, Meat Hook, do you know anything about the fungus? Fungus, yes, that sounds up Meat Hook's alley. I know a lot of things about a lot of kinds of fungus. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll a cult, Meat Hook. Oh, where did we find this German? Uh, it was uh, taken a picture on Rowan Fitzpatrick's phone from the presentation that Dr. Brock Hargrave most recently gave four days ago at the that's right. occult. I was paying full and total attention, and that's why I was totally with you. Um, <laughs> I rolled a crit fail on occult. Woo! Got it. Yes, you know all about. Okay, what, so it grows on your fungus. toes if you don't clean them good, but if you grow it long enough, then that can be penicillin. Yes, perhaps he was onto a penicillin, a new penicillin, <laughs> penicillin two, perhaps. Thank you. That pursuit of scientific excellency was lost to the fungus. Did he say anything about penicillin two to you? I don't think he made it as far as you did. He just showed us that. I didn't know that it was German that meant something specific. He Where didn't. did he say it was in, from? In his presentation, he did not explain the words he showed on the screen. No, he said uh, <laughs> he said that someone was going to be Anden Pills v. alone soon in this area, and that you know he had narrowed it down. This sounds like an amazing hip hop concept album. <laughs> lost to the fungus. It sounds like maybe his friend got lost to this fungus. Yes, yes. Or maybe he got lost and now he has to eat his friends. Uh, either way, I think we might find more answers if we go up the tower. Up the tower, yes. There's telescopes up there. We can drop these uh, stuffed animals into the holes, which is what. Uh, because I'm not real, the message the, that we had to follow in the first place. Oh, hey, Vincente. Very cute Bigfoot. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, I didn't see the smaller one there. Thank you. You want to drop it? I'd rather give them to my children. Nope. Maybe if they don't do anything in the holes, you can grab them out of there. I don't need them <laughs> after that. You'll have a lot of time to get more gifts before you see them again, because you... You hardly ever see them, right? Yeah. It's just a vibe I got. I didn't actually know that about your personal life. Yeah, no, I have a lot of time at home alone to buy gifts for my children or whatever I please. Do they paint like I miss daddy during finger painting class when you see him finger painting? No, they paint a lot of pictures of their mother. I have them this weekend. I had to get a sitter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, let's hope this elevator works because it's a lot of stairs and you guys are not very good at that. <laughs> that was a one-time thing. Well, we're not going to go sure downstairs. Never... We'll see how we yeah. are going oh, upstairs. Oh, yeah, right, right. I'm much better going up. 
real fast, now that we know that like fungus is on the table, can we just check around, make sure there isn't like a giant mushroom like, fungus, man. fungus <laughs> growing around There's the holes? Giant or something. Mario mushrooms all over the place. <laughs> yeah, growing out of each of these holes in the ground. No, <laughs> fucking toadstool runs by. Looking around, yeah, you don't you don't see any mushrooms. Nothing about, fungusy. No, nothing fungal. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Except for meat hook. <laughs> You notice some of the spikes on her jacket are actually mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Just mixed in. Don't eat that. <laughs> uh, as you look at the spikes on her jacket, you see some of the patches on Meat Hook's jacket as well. And they are all about making the unnatural known to the world. Oh, yeah. You notice that? What you looking at? Th- this patch is a good one. I made that myself. Kid, it's probably time we had the dock. Uh, I was dreading this moment. Fishface and I had this talk long ago. No, this is... <laughs> I handled it really well. Fishface won't be bothering you anymore. Nope, bye. This this <laughs> seems maybe like a conversation we have at the top of the tower. I think you're having this conversation as you. I, uh, I think Zach introduced the patches for a very specific reason. <laughs> as you're heading up to the top of the tower, this conversation is going on. I are we walking? Yeah. I feel like if there's yeah, no you guys want to take the stairs. Yeah, there's no power right now. The lights aren't on, so the elevator doesn't work. Yeah. Shelly St. Blythe keeps clicking the button over and over like, please, please. It used, to, it used to take forever even back in its heyday. It surely is on its way down. Uh, roll luck. Dr. Shelly, it's not happening. I, if there's one thing I know, it's what buildings without electricity look like. <laughs> I rolled an 84. Yep, no power. No, it must come. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Does anyone have any kind of engineering or electrical science? <laughs> oh, oh well, I am pretty scrappy. I, I bet I could uh, shimmy up the lines that... Don't, don't uh, say shimmy. <laughs> if you open the top of the elevator car, climb up on top. I don't know if that's going to get you up any faster. That's like climbing a rope in gym class, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could try. <laughs> okay, I will try. Athletics? It's a 98. I ain't gonna do it. Uh, You are like part of the way up and like a koala just (laughs) like stuck, just chilling. You're like, you know in your heart of hearts if you continue to go up, like you can try, but it might not go well for you. You might slide down and hurt yourself. I gently allow myself to slide back down. Oh. It's like it's stairs for meat hook. I place the stuffed Bigfoot below just in case. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of, we have a very different outlook on life philosophically, but I think you're going to be a good three dad. <laughs> Thank you. I already got eight of my own and uh, I've, done, I've done it a couple times. Yeah, I, I have two. Meat hook, I appreciate the effort, but if we must take the stairs, we must take the stairs. Everyone roll athletics. <laughs> Or it stairs, if you really, have it. It really felt like that should have been a passive thing last time. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like that, didn't it? And it should this time for sure. Yep, I failed. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> uh, I passed. Jimmy, piggyback ride. <laughs> I told you. Off way the puppets, if I'm going to give you another piggyback ride. <laughs> so, uh, did Meat Hook succeed or fail? No, fail. Fail. So, Jimmy Gorgon, you can go ahead if you'd like, but uh, everybody else is... No, he's just like, he's Lead like jogging back. backwards. Like, <laughs> me, Doug, we did have to, it's time your three dads told you about the unknowable information you're about to encounter. All right. It's bad. All this stuff is very bad. You're right. It's out there. Everything you know to be true is true. I know it. 
This is not much of a revelation for me because I was utterly convinced. <laughs> yeah, good work, kid. Wow. But uh, here's the thing. Nobody else can know it. What? Everybody's got to know it. They're not strong like you. The feeble little minds will break. Society will collapse. Maybe that's what we need to start a better society. I know it feels like that's probably the case from where you are, a <laughs> urchin with nothing. <laughs> but we are all fairly comfortable men. <laughs> <laughs> And that would be that would be disastrous for us. <laughs> the status quo must remain. It must. <laughs> it's the Delta Greenway, unfortunately. Uh, I quite like uh, the uh, life that I've developed for myself uh, here. You literally just play the worst people. <laughs> who who is Vin, who is your your father Vincentine going to rob? If people don't have any more money because they know about all this bad stuff. Uh. Uh, nobody will need to rob in this new utopia. Everyone will have everything that they need because we'll all understand the truth. Here's the real truth. As comfortable as we are, humans on their own can't fight these things. We are quite fragile as individuals. We need... We can't even walk upstairs on our own. <laughs> I don't want to... Yeah, like... You say I at the very push, top I of the stairs. I could push you all down right now. Humanity's ignorance is what keeps them safe from the utter fear if they really embrace the truth. That's right, kid. Oh, no. Yes, you're, you're there. You said it better than we ever could. And Everything I've worked for. 99 flights of the <laughs> Huge. zeitgeist. Here's the thing, though. Uh, you can at least uh, you can continue to discover what is true uh, and share it amongst your... Uh, what, what's that little shack called that you live in? The Hold? That's it. You can tell everybody in the hold. You can make your zines. No, that's the whole conversation. <laughs> literally all we're talking about here. Is well, that she's been she's been making these zines anyway. Nobody not, reads it. Not with. It makes it it gives me pause that you don't understand what we're talking about here, <laughs> yeah, oh, which right. is the real information. She's the the truth. Right. She can make her zines about Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. Just not this stuff. I see. But you can. But you I can, can talk about it with all of my dads. You can exactly. talk about it with your three dads, You kiddo. can talk to us about anything, yes, of course. And there's still a lot of truth to discover that I don't know. I don't know why the stars aligned to show me signs. I'm tr still trying to figure it out, and you can help me. That's the thing. When we move into the penthouse, you won't just have to stay in the basement. You can go up every night with You can with look Vincenti. at the stars and see the signs that they show us. And look at the telescope. And also, it kind of is nice to know what other people don't. It's like... Like, I have a lot of money, and a lot of other people don't, and that makes me feel good. <laughs> so you would share with me your privilege Anything. for me to be complacent about other people's misfortune, <laughs> too? It's, That's exactly what we're offering. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so conflicted, and yet the answer is definitely yes. Okay. Welcome. I'm glad to hear. As yes. soon as we get out of here, we're getting you a real leather jacket, not this faux leather bullshit. I made it out of tofu. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's melting in a number of it places. It definitely <laughs> smells that way. No, no, you can you can age tofu. <laughs> you can teach me this process once we drop these uh, stuffed animals into the holes <laughs> and maybe run into a mushroom man. You got it, Dad Three. Hell yeah. Can I be Dad One, though? <laughs> I don't know. What have you got to offer for that position? It is Shelly's townhouse. I figured he'd be Dad One. It's you only reasonable, yes. <laughs> I'd be Gun Dad. You could be Crime Dad. 
<laughs> he's he you're kind of right i I do have eight children of my own that I don't really spend time with, so you can be the number one time spent child, but still, there's not going to be a ton of time. I'm a very busy man. And Jindy's probably not going to be in your life a whole lot. <laughs> but the telescope will always have the telescope, and I want to look around this uh, restaurant for the telescope. <laughs> I follow closely because the distance that you've told me I must have makes me want you to be dad number one more than ever. This is what Vincenti has done with all his children, and it makes him feel so powerful. <laughs> Keep that's them at arm's length so that they want to be close. Yeah, that's what kids are for. And as scapegoats in case I get caught doing something. <laughs> that's why you got eight of them. Exactly. I had nine. And now I got an- <laughs> Hey, and Meat Hook, I got nine again. That's beautiful. Let's let's look around this restaurant. <laughs> As you guys look around, what you what you do see immediately is Dr. Brock Hargrave walking up the path. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. He's just been patiently waiting behind us while we have this conversation. He's not in the Zeitgeist guy. He's with been you. making little like asides. <laughs> <laughs> They're right, Meat Hook. You can't know these things. <laughs> He's outside on the ground below. He's on the ground below. He's walking up from the parking lot area toward where these holes in the ground are, which are kind of directly underneath uh, where you are, but still within sight. And he is walking up with two people and they are both on those like kid leashes. (laughs) Are they being dragged or are they leading the way? They are behind they are not being dragged on the ground, uh, but they are being kind of like forcefully led. However, they they both seem to be passive and just kind of like stumbling forward. I would like to grab the telescope that I know is in here and aim it at them and then ask Shelly if he recognizes the people. Do I? No. This uh, is that goddamn Hargrave. He's here. And he's with two people. They have leashes and I don't know him. I can see his his big hat and shiny shovel from up here, but it's just like uh, a man and a woman. They seem to be in their mid thirties, and they're just dressed normal, like they were maybe out at a bar or something. And now they're here, kind of stumbling lifelessly behind Doctor Brock Hargrave. And as he's kind of walking up, he's uh, he's not looking up or around. He's just looking at these holes. He's got his eyes set directly on these holes in the ground. I really need to drop these in those holes, but I don't want to spook him off. I don't think that you should immediately you notice that Rowan Fitzpatrick has been with you this whole time. <laughs> I don't think you should drop those down yet. Shut up. I, I think we should be quiet. <laughs> Wait, I Rowan. agree, but I think maybe you're just saying those things about the Bigfoots because they're your toys. <laughs> also, are you interested in three dads? <laughs> You seem a little. You Wait seem a, minute. a little wayward. Hold on, yourself. you just let anybody be your child? I don't want to be this no, kid's dad. No, but they have to be. They have to be exceptionally lost, like this nerd. No, Rowan is the worst. Do you do okay. you hear how he doesn't use contractions? The whole way we were walking Wait, back to Rowan, you guys. Is that true? I will not say one way or another whether or not I you would use fucking freak. <laughs> no inflection at all. I would have in the past, but now I do not. Yeah, shut well, up. Maybe we would You're have so loved boring. You. Meat Hook, you were so right about this freaking yeah, nerd. This, this loser. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you well, I am not going to leave, even though I feel like I should. Right, I but am... your voice should leave. Shut up. How how high is this? 
How high is this space needle? It's like 25.48 meters. <laughs> Why? That's uh, not very that's tall. Not very tall <laughs> at all. It's a thousand feet. <laughs> it's like eight stories. Yeah, it's, that's it's pretty short. So it's like a sad miniature space. Yeah, needle. <laughs> it's a bummer. It's the Las Vegas version of the Space Needle. <laughs> Even they, I think, have a pretty cool one. <laughs> if you stand far away in the picture, it looks bigger. <laughs> Kiddo, when we get back down there, we're gonna take one where you're holding it up. <laughs> oh, have you ever had your yeah. picture taken before? I mean, like. One time somebody uh, nicked a Polaroid around the hold, but... Uh, okay, cool. I didn't know if you knew that that steals your soul. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I never let anyone... I mean, they only take pictures in my sleep, you know, when I can't stop them. Did fish do that to you? Fish face. <laughs> what? <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a guy named Ralph. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, a lot of weirdos party at this tower at night. How should we should we go talk to him? I, should we wait I, for him to come I up here? I feel that we've now located Hargrave. Wasn't that part of our mission? I think that it now was is like the time to act. One. Yeah, but I want to see what he's here to do. Can we hide and watch him? As you all are hiding and watching, he walks up to the two holes that are empty. <gasps> oh, fuck. And he takes his shovel that he has oh, shit. in his hand. We should have dug in the other holes. And he sticks it in the ground. And then he pulls a pipe out of his pocket and lights the bottom of it. An acrid smell begins to rise up He's smoking toward the, the top. And he starts shaking his head violently. He pulls out a syringe and he stabs it into the arm of the leashed man who already seemed out of it and is now swaying slowly side to side. And Hargrave takes a deep breath as he pulls a bit on the man's lead and he positions the swaying man a bit closer to himself than the still leashed woman. And that's when Dr. Brock Hargrave shoves one of his fingers deep into his own ear, wiggles it around, and then puts that whole eerie finger into his own mouth, wrapping his lips around the bottom knuckle and sucking. When you all see the head of the clearly sedated swaying man do like a slow motion snap to attention, and he reaches out toward the torso of Dr. Brock Hargrave, who just stands there and watches as this dude scoops into Hargrave's abdomen with both hands, like he's doing the breaststroke or walking through a bead curtain. And he crawls into the belly of Dr. Hargrave and disappears from view entirely. <laughs> Is this true enough for you, kid? Zach, this is just more of your anti-meth propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) This Christian anti-meth propaganda. (laughs) Um, That's that's much sillier than what I thought happened in the kitchen. (laughs) 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 He just got on in there. Just got on in there. Climb on in my belly. (laughs) (laughs) What was that fish face? (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.
Is this something that would like not? I think this is something me? where it was the end of the episode. Oh, okay, yeah. I knew that. How did you not? Know? <laughs> I know you're cliffhanger voice. <laughs>